Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. Today, we are talking about what you need to know to start designing strategic websites. So we kind of touched on the importance of a strategic website and what it means and all that good stuff in episode two, but it is more than like the simple tips you'll find in like a Google or Pinterest search about increasing your email opt-ins or something like that. There's a whole lot more that goes into it. So I want to dive into some of that today. Ooh, I am so excited about this because I think sometimes we forget that, you know, it is more complicated than just making something look pretty and, you know, putting some stuff in the right place. There's sometimes a lot more thought that goes into what you're doing when you are creating strategic websites. So yeah, I'm excited for this, Krista. Yeah, that's a good point you just made too. I think a lot of people, I mean, it's fine when you're just getting started, at least you're trying, but a lot of people think it's as simple as like adding a full width call to action in the header with like a button or something, or making a static homepage instead of having blog posts. Um, Like I said, those are great starts. They're good things to think about, but you can do so, so, so much more. And I have, I think maybe five things to go over today. So I will dive right into the first one. The first thing you need to know about designing a strategic website is that it takes research. So don't put the pressure on yourself to just think you should know it all right away. I totally did not. Like this isn't something you're just like born knowing. It takes research. I like to, when I started out, actually the first day I realized I wanted to get more into strategic websites, I went to the websites of people like Marie Forleo and Pat Flynn and all the big names I could think of and literally took notes on their websites. Like took notes about different things they were doing, what was where and how I kind of thought that incorporated into their business's growth and stuff like that. And I learned a ton. That is how I got started in all of this. Yeah, that's a re- that's a really really good idea, Krista. Like I I probably would have thought to look at like my peers' websites and kind of see what they were doing, but to take it a step further and look at the people who you know are rocking it yes. in their business and like making some serious money and making some serious growth for themselves, like there's literally no better place to look <laughs> for these kind of things, these like tips that they don't even know they're giving to you so yeah wow that's a great idea (laughs) thank you yeah and I'm totally not saying to like go to these people's websites and like copy the layout but just (laughs) like let yourself kind of get familiar with a website like what what it feels like what kinds of options you have for layouts and how to kind of advertise different goals like email opt-in social media growth things like that and it will just make all of your future projects easier on yourself Um, And after that, definitely do some experimenting on your own website before you start experimenting on your client sites. 
a good thing to do at first is to kind of swap out what you have in different areas. So some kind of, some experimenting I've done before is swapping out the call to action I have in my header section. Just that will let you see um, how much opt-ins or whatever for something specific decreases when you switch it out and how much it increases for something else. So you can totally see exactly how effective that area is. And I've also done that for my footer. So I kind of switched the middle section of my footer back and forth between an email opt-in and a call to action to join my Facebook group. And you can totally tell a difference when that happens. So just by experimenting with different things like that on your own website, seeing what works best, what areas don't really do anything when you change, you learn a lot about what you can do on your client sites in the future. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point to test these things out on your site first before you do it on your client sites because that'll give you an idea that, hey, if you try something and it totally sucks and you don't get any <laughs> results, then you're not like bombing your clients' like goals yeah. to grow their email list, for example. So that's a really good idea too. Make sure you're trying those things out on your own site, mm -hmm. not just like going for it when you have a client. <laughs> yeah, and there is so much less pressure when you're doing it on your own site as opposed to a client site. So that's a perfect way to kind of start getting familiar with the process. And something else you can actually do to judge the effectiveness of d different things is to use heat maps. So formerly Sumo Me, now I think they're just called Sumo, they have a heat map feature in their plugin and it is so amazing. So what you do is activate this on your site. You can do either your whole site or just certain pages and you can see exactly where people are clicking and like highlighting different things. So you'll see what buttons they click on the most, which links in your menu, if there are certain words they're highlighting, if there are words that they're clicking on that aren't links, you'll be able to see exactly what people are being drawn to the most, which is perfect. You, maybe you'll see that they're clicking on, you know, a social media link more than the others. Maybe you wanna try kind of rearranging your links to see if the ordering makes a difference or if that platform just draws people in more. Or maybe on your homepage, you have kind of a three column section that has people go to your about page, services page, and blog. And you see a whole bunch of people going to your about page when you would rather have them go to maybe your blog to kind of prove your expertise. Maybe you swap those two and see if it plays a difference in what people do. So heat maps are such a great tool that I have kind of fallen in love with. They're amazing. They're great to geek out about. Yeah, I literally just today, as we are recording this, installed Sumo on my site so I could start playing around with the heat map feature. And I think, too, another cool way that you can use that, like, extra knowledge that you're kind of getting from your website is you can also use it to make sure you are leading people to the right places on your most popular pages. Mm -hmm. So like if you are getting a ton of people going to your about page, then that's a really good page to have them read stuff and then lead them to your services page, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's one thing that I'm most interested to see is like, what does it seem to be like, obviously they're not telling you exactly what the journey is that your viewers are taking, but you can kind of piece together the information and make an educated guess about, okay, they're going to this page and then they're kind of looking at this text the longest and that kind of thing. So 
yeah, I think that's a really cool way to just learn even more about your spite, your site specifically, and then also take what you're learning and apply that directly to your sites that you're creating for your clients. For sure. And again, if you want to go like kind of above and beyond, like we were talking about in the last episode, you could even install this on your client sites and like maybe have a one month period or two week period even where you make little tweaks based on what the heat maps tell you because their audience is going to act differently than yours. So that would be an amazing way to really impress someone. If you say, okay, I'm going to have this plugin active. I'm going to go in and take a look after a couple weeks. I'll let you know if I switch anything around based on what your users are doing. Like totally amazing. So definitely experiment with heat maps on your own site if you haven't yet. Well, and two, I think going along with that as well is like if you're booked out for a couple months in advance, you can be like, hey, let's install this on your site so we can get an idea of what your traffic is doing right now. And that'll help us create an even better experience when we actually start on the project. Like, yes, I definitely want to start doing that with all of my projects. That is so good. Oh, I hate you for thinking (laughs) of that. Why didn't I think of that? Clients, I'm emailing later. Dang it. (laughs) Love that. That's genius. You should like take notes. Okay. (laughs) Our show notes will be our notes and our reminder. (laughs) Okay. So in addition to doing research, something else you need to know about designing strategic websites is that you need to understand your client's goals. And throughout this podcast, that is something I will probably say over and over. So just get used to it now. But all of your clients are going to be totally different. Even if like they're in the same exact niche, their overall goals are going to be different. So, okay, maybe they all want to make money, you know, but how, what does their plan look like for doing that? Are they focusing on an email list? Are they, you know, doing live workshops? Are they focusing on social media or something like that? Everyone is going to be super, super different. And you need to keep that in mind when you're designing websites. Um, So, you know, one client might be super serious about the list building and stuff like that. And you can design a website that is absolutely perfect for them, converts well, supports other goals. That website could be totally awful for a different client, client B, who is more focused on something totally different. So you need to understand each of your client's goals and get this out of the way right when the project starts. So include questions about their goals and what they want their website to accomplish right in your intake form. So you can include it all throughout your design stage and kind of not miss anything as you're going through. Yeah, for sure. And I think that goes back even to what we were talking about with the heat maps and how it can be completely different for two different audiences. Um, Like you were saying, you could create one website for one client and replicate it and put it on another client site, which I never do that, please. I'm not telling you to do that. (laughs) But, and like you were saying, it could bomb because their audience responds to things so much differently like not only are their goals different but their audience is different Mm -hmm. and what they want to see is so different compared to the other brand and just the overall mission so yeah it is really really important to make sure that you know your clients and what they want Mm -hmm, totally and if you're not really sure how to make one website different from another one when it comes to that 
The goal here is that every single thing on each page of the website needs to trace back to one of their specific goals. So maybe the layout of two sites you design are similar, like, okay, that can happen. Just kind of make sure that anything that was supporting client A is replaced with something that is supporting client B instead. Again, we're not suggesting that you like copy <laughs> a template and use it across both, but just as an example, like you can swap, you know, different areas out with things that relate back to a specific client's goals. And that's going to be way more effective than, you know, ignoring it altogether, I guess. <laughs> so the main point is just that even if you are doing something similar putting things in similar spots on two different sites you know for a fact that there is a rhyme and reason behind it and that your both clients are still going to get you know those really awesome results yes and that kind of leads right into my next point the next thing you need to know about designing a strategic website is each page on its own should serve a purpose so for example the about page is important, we all know that, but do you know why? Like, is the goal really to teach your client's audience more about your client, like as a person? Is it to, you know, point out pain points for their audience? Maybe it's different for some of your clients, but it's important to know what the purpose of that page is and then craft calls to action based on that. So something common you'll probably see is that about pages are great for most people for kind of speaking to the audience, drawing them in, you know, relating to their pain points and introducing the idea of a solution. And it also builds trust because they are also introducing themselves on that page. So after someone is introduced to kind of the overall idea of a solution and also gets to know someone better and trust them, that's the absolute perfect time to lead them to a services page. So kind of go through that process for each page of a website and make sure the calls to action and specific goals you're supporting for your client line up with what that page kind of preps the audience to be ready for. Yeah, I think another really good page to use as an example here would be the services page, you know, and what your client wants the person to do. Is it more important that they um, know more about the service and that they send an email or whatever? Or is it really important to check out another product before you book like a full, maybe really expensive service, something like that? So I think the like I was saying, the services page is another example where it could be two completely different things for two different clients. Totally. That's a really good point. I wouldn't have thought of that one. Definitely important to think of, even on something that seems like it should be straightforward, like the services page. Designing a strategic website that gets your clients' results and turns around to benefit your own business is no small feat. It's an all-new process and way of thinking that needs to be added to your design projects, and it can take years to figure out how it all works. But I've got a way for you to speed up the process. Design Your Own Pixel Perfect Production is a workbook and ebook combo to lead you through every step of the process, including improving your own website, getting your clients real results through a perfectly strategic design, and knowing the questions to ask before and after the project to be able to have real results to compare. If you're ready to learn the exact steps you need to craft a strategic website, implement it flawlessly, and see results in your own business, head over to getbacktodesign.co slash strategy workbook to learn more and use the code getbacktodesign for $10 off your copy. 
After that, prepare to take action and see happier clients, better testimonials, more referrals, and those higher paying clients you've been waiting for. And then last, again, kind of ties right in with that. After you have the focus figured out for each website, you know the calls to action, make sure they all work together and form this complete journey for your client. So think about, based on their business, what's going to take a member of their audience from being like a first time visitor to their blog to someone who'd be ready to pay for a product or service? What is that gonna look like for each individual client you have? So for client A, that might look like building trust through some blog posts and maybe reading their about page. Maybe from there, they'll join an email list. Maybe from there, they'll pitch some live trainings and then maybe they'll be ready to make a purchase. That could be one possible example, but maybe client B, their audience members are more likely to read some blog posts and kind of get to trust them as an expert in their field then go like to their about page maybe learn more about how they can help maybe from there they follow on social media instead of joining the email list but on social media your client loves keeping in contact with them they're really great with maybe their instagram strategy and from there they can get people ready to make that purchase so the start and end point can be the same for these two clients but the middle is totally totally different and that's why the journey you make and the connections you create through the different pages you design is so important yeah and this is another one where it can be um, really beneficial to play around with different things on your own site before you're testing it out on your client sites to make sure that you fully understand, you know, just an average person where they are going and what kind of, what way they are doing things, what they're signing up for next, those different steps on your own website. Obviously, like we've said, different audiences want to do different things. So granted, your client's audience may not want to do the same things that you want your audience to do. But by kind of experimenting on your own site, you're getting just a better idea of what people in general will do, which will, I think, really inform your decision making process when you are sitting down to design those sites for your clients. Yeah, totally. It makes it much less overwhelming when you kind of have at least the general idea of what people are likely to do in the back of their back of your mind. Mm-hmm. And my last point here is that designing strategic websites is totally worth the extra work. So it might kind of sound and feel overwhelming when you first start thinking about it, but I want you to kind of take a second and think about what it will look like once it kind of becomes part of your process and isn't quite so overwhelming. You are going to start making your websites more worthwhile for your clients. So they're going to start seeing an increase in whatever types of conversions they want to focus on, which is going to make them more excited about working with you. They'll want to come back. They'll want to refer their friends to you because, hey, they just got, you know, they just saw this big increase in this certain thing that's important to them. You're going to get awesome testimonials and it's totally worth it. Actually, just for Coded Creative the other day, Corey and I got an inquiry from someone who Basically, it sounds like chose us because we focus on strategy. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's totally worth the extra work for us to do that because we're getting clients because of it. It stands out to people because a lot of designers out there just focus on things that look pretty. And when you can add another level, like deep, important level to your services, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, the really cool thing about that too with that client 
is that it sounded like she totally could have designed her own site, yeah. but she was like, you guys are the professionals, so I want you to do it. So mm-hmm. major kudos to us, Krista. Yeah. <laughs> See, guys, this works. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that, you know, I think especially for beginner designers, it can it can feel really overwhelming to figure out, you know, that strategy and why it is so important when you – really you want to make sure that the websites are pretty but you can make pretty websites that are also freaking crazy strategic and helping Mm -hmm. your clients reach their goals totally and to help with kind of the overwhelm part we'll be sure to link to at least one good resource for you guys in the show notes to help you get going we'll we'll for sure dive into it more in future episodes but if you are like i'm ready now to get started we'll be sure to provide you with something good So your action item for this episode, I'm going to keep it nice and simple for you guys. I want you to go to sumo.com, grab their plugin, um, Sumo, and get the heat maps activated and running on your website. You don't have to get it on all pages. Maybe your most recent few blog posts, homepage, services page, about page. Those are great places to start to really start learning more about your audience. If you see anything awesome that comes out of that, let us know on social media or on a comment on our website. We would love to hear about it. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design. Oh,